What up, what up, what up everyone? Welcome to episode 16 of Combo's Court, and I am Combo. Go grab yourself some body armor, tell them Combo sent you. Today's show, ESPN's Ian Begley joins in to talk the latest on the New York Knicks. We discuss Kristaps Porzingis, what the David Fisdale hiring means for the Knicks, Kevin Knox, plus more. You can follow Ian on Twitter, at Ian Begley. That's I-A-N-B-E-G-L-E-Y. Also, make sure you check out Ian's coverage of the Knicks on ESPN.com. You can follow me on Instagram, at 1-2-Combo. That's O-N-E-T-W-O-C-O-M-B-O. Subscribe to Combo's Court right on your Apple Podcast app. Let's get into it. Okay, how are you, Andrew? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I cover the Knicks uh, for ESPN. I've uh, been covering them for a few years now. And uh, waiting to see, like every other NBA fan, what's going to happen in free agency over the next few weeks. It should be an interesting summer in the NBA. I don't think the Knicks are going to be doing that much. But uh, what happens this summer will certainly affect them going forward. The David Fisdale hiring, what does that mean for the Knicks? What they hope is it brings stability to a franchise that hasn't had much of it uh, in really the last 20 years. You know, right now, Steve Mills, Scott Perry, David Fisdale, they seem to all be on the same page. They seem to all be in lockstep about how they want to build the team going forward. And, you know, that's that's something, again, that you haven't seen with this Nick franchise in in some time. Now, you know, they're just getting started here and, you know, Things can always go sideways, as we've seen in New York. But at least early on, it seems like these three decision makers for the organization are on the same page. And when you talk about Fizdale, you do think player development. And uh, that's, I think, an important factor for the Knicks because they will have such a young team in the coming season uh, with Kevin Knox, Frank Nilakina, Trey Burke, uh, Emmanuel Moutier, just a lot of young players. Uh, Chris Porzingis when he gets back. So the idea that you have a coach who has a strong player development background, I think that's that's why this hire made some sense for the Knicks. Right. You mentioned Porzingis. Um, he's dealt with losing, unfortunate injuries, coaching changes. We've seen him skip out on exit meetings. Currently, how's the relationship with Chris Stapps? You know, it's interesting because Steve Mills, the Knicks president, did an interview today uh, with Stephen A. Smith on the radio, and he said – that he and GM Scott Perry have worked very hard to repair the relationship with Kristaps Porzingis, to rebuild it. And they've done that also by uh, developing a relationship with Kristaps Porzingis' brother, Giannis Porzingis, who is also Kristaps' agent. And Steve Mills said today that he feels good about where they are with Kristaps. He feels like Kristaps is on board and, and excited about where this team uh, plans to go. So it, According to Steve Mills, everything, all the negativity, all the uncertainty is in the past. And the interesting thing going forward is 
do the Knicks offer Porzingis that max extension this summer? So they ask him to wait for next summer and thereby creating more cap space for 2019. So that's that's one thing to keep an eye on for this summer if you're a Knicks fan. Um, from what I understand, many seem to think this will be almost like a redshirt year, year for Porzingis. Um, can you speak to that? So I think if the Knicks don't sign him to this extension this summer, I don't think he would come back. I mean, if I'm him, I don't come back if I right. go up a contract and – I'm looking at next summer as a potential life-changing uh, contract. I don't, I'm not going to risk injury without that assurance. So I think a lot of it depends on what happens with his extension this summer. And also, when you think of the Knicks, and we, we don't think they're going to be a playoff team next year. So if Porzingis is healthy enough to come back, let's say, in February, and the Knicks are not in contention for a playoff spot. Does it make sense at that point for him to sit out the rest of the season, continue to get stronger, continue to work on his body over the offseason and get ready then for the 2019-2020 season? So I think those are the factors at play. It's the contract and it's the Knicks record at the time that Porzingis is healthy to, enough to come back. I wanted to talk a little bit about Frank. Do, you, do the Knicks still see him in the long-term future? How is his development going? Yeah, so, again, it's funny that, that we're talking about this today because I'll lean on what Steve Mills said today in this interview, again, with Stephen A. Smith. He said that, listen, we have all the confidence in the world in Frank. We think he is he the NBA skill that he hangs his hat on is defense. He thinks he can defend any player in the league, and he's only 19 years old. So that's what Steve is saying publicly. But privately, I think there were some people leading up to the draft, um, people around the Knicks that thought that, the team would be open to moving Nelikina in a trade. No trade came to fruition. Um, but I think that that idea, uh, I, I think there, there's probably something there. I think for the right trade, for the right player back, I, I have to think that some people in that Nick organization would be open to trading Nelikina because he was Phil Jackson's pick. He wasn't uh, a Scott Perry pick. Um, but, but that being said, I think he will have every opportunity to show that he has, he's a uh, top 10 talent, top 10 draft pick talent uh, this year because I think David Fisdale is going to give these young guys a lot of rope this season, let them play through their mistakes. So I think Frank is going to have a lot of opportunity in year two that he did not have in year one. Right. Him and Trey are going to hopefully have a lot of opportunity. He played well uh, coming from the D League. So there's a little also there's like a little competition there. What's going to be the future for the Knicks in the guard position? Yeah, there's no doubt. You know, two guys you mentioned, Emmanuel Moutier. Right. Uh, you know, Ron Baker is, is definitely under contract and will be back next season. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how David Fisdale allocates his minutes because, you know, uh, a lot of the conversation last year was, well, you know, we, we can play Trey and Emmanuel together. We can play Frank and Emmanuel or Frank and Trey together. And that makes sense. But this year, I think it's different because if you have a three, and Kevin Knox that you want to give minutes to, that means Tim Hardaway Jr. is sliding over to his natural position of shooting guard, and I think that's less opportunity to play those two-point guard lineups that the Knicks played late last season with those young guys. Speaking of Knox, the ninth pick of the draft, what could you tell us about Kevin? Well, I think the Knicks were very impressed by the way he, he handled himself on and off the court when he came to visit them 
uh, before the draft. I believe it was sometime in May. Uh, he was in there in a group workout with uh, Miles Bridges and a couple other guards, and they said he performed really well in that group workout. And they also said that he just mentally he came across as someone who was very hungry and determined to succeed. So uh, they took that, and they also took into account the idea that he's 18 and has a good frame and is, is a good athlete. And they see a, uh, a potential uh, star here if, if things go well for them and for him. And to me, it is a, a good test for David Fisdale's player development system and the staff that he's brought in uh, to, to see if they can develop Kevin Knox and, and get the most out of him at the NBA level. Right. From what I've seen, the Knicks have seemed to struggle with player development, getting players that could contribute from the D-League and things of this nature, uh, maybe Fisdale could turn that around, and hopefully Knox will be proof of it. Even not from the D-League, but from college. Right, you know, right, right. Yeah. Players. Totally. That's what they yeah. hope. So we'll yeah. see. Before we wrap it up, man, wanted to ask you, did you always see yourself doing what you're doing? And what kind of advice would you give to somebody who wants to do what you do? Yeah, so I think in college I knew that uh, I liked writing and I, I loved sports. So just putting those two together – uh, just did seem like a natural fit for me in college and just really lucky enough to get opportunities along the way. Um, but I think, you know, it, it, I, I did work hard. So I think if I were to give a piece of advice to someone who was looking to get involved in journalism, I think it's really the same advice that you give to anybody in any competitive field. You know, you have to just be willing to to sacrifice a lot, especially, you know, in our business, there are no weekends, there are no holidays really because games are played every day, uh, you know, every night. So uh, it's a lot of sacrifice of your time. So I think if you're – And even after the season, it's draft and then it's summer league. Yeah, it doesn't – Signings. It doesn't stop. It doesn't stop being like non-NBA fans or my friends that don't know about the league will come up to me and say, hey, man, yeah, you must be – taking it easy now that the season's <laughs> over and it's like, it's, it's even busier out of season. But I think that you really, you just, if you have the drive and you have the passion, um, that'll take you a long, long way. And if you're committed to it, I really think it's just like anything else, you know, it's going to take a sacrifice and it's, it's going to take, um, uh, you know, a, a flame that doesn't, just doesn't burn out easily. But if you do have that, I think you, you're putting yourself in position to, be successful uh, in this industry. Well, thanks for being on Combo's Court. We really appreciate it. You're always welcome back. Appreciate you. Hey, thanks. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Ian. Thank you for listening to Combo's Court. I truly appreciate it. Special thanks to Ian Begley. It would mean the world to me if you left a five-star rating and a friendly comment right on your Apple Podcast app. Be on the lookout for episode 17. Combo out.